Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. only a couple guys in the whole world that make me love pro wrestling and you're one of them you know all the bad shit you've heard about us it's all true but another thing that's true is we love professional wrestling and that's why we're here i'm not sports entertainment anymore talk to them kid this is a new beginning and it starts tonight a new day is dawning for dx so who you're talking to Welcome to X-Pac 12360, folks. I'm Sean X-Pac Waltman, your host. And as always, <laughs> over here on the couch, we got Jimbo. What up, Sean? Too what sweet, up? brother. And to my left, the beautiful TK Trinidad. Hi, how are you doing? And in the, I'm doing great. Fantastic. What's up, Josh in the booth? How you doing today, man? What's going on, guys? Happy to be here. Yeah, Roll. man. It's all good. Hey, today... I'm going to get this out of the way real quick. Uh, our special guest today is Road Dog Jesse James. Nice. Yes. Yeah. How excited are you to talk to him? I'm your very excited. Very excited. Catch up with your friend. Yeah. I mean, I get to see him, you know, every couple of months or so at, you know, at TVs. But, and we, we do, you know, get a chance to chop it up, talk a bit, but a um, little bit more in depth today. Yeah. Yeah. Because he just got home from SmackDown. Oh yeah, SmackDown uh, yes. last night was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, and so he's just sitting at home waiting for a call. Nice, <laughs> so, I'm excited. But uh, um, I figured we'd talk a little bit about uh, about Extreme Rules. I yeah. didn't see the whole thing, but you but you did, Jim. I did. I really yeah. enjoyed it. I thought the five way was definitely the best match of the night mm-hmm. for sure. For sure, and I didn't expect Joe to win. I thought Finn I had did. it. Really? really? Huh. <laughs> Like, when Finn hit that last double stomp, I was like, yeah. yeah. And then when Joe snuck in and put him in the Kikina clutch, I was like, oh, my God. They're going to they're gonna do Joe versus Brock already? Yeah. Really? I thought they'd save that for down the really? line. Really? Huh. Yeah. No. I, yeah. I, it's kind of what I figured they would do. Yeah. Uh, I felt like the stories, like the building up, it felt like that was going to happen because they already brought Finn in a, couple, a while back. I just I thought as far as, like, and everybody looked great in in the ring, oh, yeah. in, in the main event. But I thought I thought Finn Balor shined the most. I thought when it was his turn to get his stuff his in fire. Yeah, I he thought was... he utilized his time to, to shine better than anyone in the ring. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, Amazing. running around yeah. doing all those drop kicks, the stomps. That's right. <laughs> Even the little thing of when he was just like stomping whoever was under his foot, he didn't care who and came every, in the ring. He was just stomping the and, crowd. And there's no problem in believing him. Versus anybody in that match. Yeah. That's the cool thing totally. about it. Yeah. And I wonder if Brock's really excited to work with Joe. Because now, I think it was Jim Cornette, maybe? It's someone with credibility of being a badass and like a That's fighter right. and a background like Brock has. To where it's not just another wrestler. 
Of you know? anyone that's not like a crossover guy from MMA that has actual MMA experience, um, Joe is the one guy, like uh, one of the few guys I think that has that type of that tough guy credibility. That factor, yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, and so I'm happy to see Joe. I'm happy to see him in WWE. Period. Mm-hmm. Uh, at one point, he never thought he would end up there. Uh, always knew he would. Yeah. I, oh yeah. I always, I always figure somebody that has an incredible amount of talent and things like that to offer will eventually end up there. Well, you saw him at the Anoki Dojo way back when? Years ago, oh, yeah. Oh, wow. So you've seen him go over That's right. the years. Yep. I had, uh, there was a match I was in. Uh, it was like a little tournament, a uh, uh, junior heavyweight tournament at the at the Anoki Dojo uh-huh. that Brian Danielson won. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I, I wrestled him in, in that. You wrestled Joe in that? No, I wrestled oh, Brian. Brian Danielson yeah. in that? Wow. Yeah, and, and the main event, like, a, like the heavyweight match was uh, Joe versus Aaron Aguilera. Uh, it was a hardcore really, kid. Yeah, it was a really and you Formerly know Jesus in WWE. Yeah, and uh, Aaron's really good in there, mm-hmm. actually. You know, especially when uh, he's put in a position like I don't want to get to play that. like his type of role yeah. of character. Yeah, and that type of and that style that 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 Japanese strong style of match. He was he was really good at it. Wow, that's Which, awesome. Uh, yeah, uh, other matches on that the kendo stick match. A lot of people weren't feeling. They thought that Bailey didn't do the greatest she that she should. Did she not open up with it? No, like she got the kendo stick and was kind of torn of. I don't. I don't. I shouldn't do this. And then yeah. she got beat right away. So a lot of people were upset about that. They wanted Bailey to come out. People wanted pissed. some. People wanted people. Uh, somebody to get big came, welts on yeah, their back. Came right? the shit out well, of there were pictures. She did get welts on her back. Like there was like evidence of it. it. I just feel with her character, it's like I understand where she's coming from, but you can at least have a little bit of. Like this, this chick even the just, happiest person gets mad. Yeah, you know, yes. and it's like they're not. She's not doing that, which is frustrating. Mm. But I just when you you know when you bring a kendo stick into play, you better start swinging that thing. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Look, I've been hit with a kendo stick. I guarantee you, as hard as anyone's ever been hit with one. Just Zorro? period. From oh Zorro yeah, exactly. Yes, trust me. There's not probably been a human being alive kendo stick harder than me and it's um yeah it it stings it hurts but it's it's not that big a deal it really isn't (laughs) feels good actually (laughs) yeah i have to pick one up (laughs) and then uh the cruiserweight uh submission match with neville and aries was good i enjoyed it i thought it would have a different outcome maybe more a bret hart stone cold wrestlemania 13 where now Aries becomes the heel and Neville becomes the babyface because I yeah. think that's what everyone really wants because Aries is so much better as a heel. So they made this match work, huh? They made it work. I enjoyed yeah. it and Neville won with the red arrow and then the submission. I just don't think they're making Aries look the caliber of wrestler he is, bringing him gotcha. in and having him lose like this uh, off the bat. That might not. I mean, knowing them and how they do things, that might just be, you know, I hate to say it. Little breadcrumbs for now. Yeah, or like, you know, we're just going to beat them a little attitude check or whatever. Oh, uh, okay. And then, you know, give them a push. Or they just don't see it in them. But I don't believe that. Vince likes them. Yeah? Yeah, Vince likes Austin Aries. Um, um, strange stipulation to me, Put making a... A no DQ match? A no, uh, well, a submission match. Oh, I thought... Okay, in a, um, in a cruiserweight match. Well... 
a submission stipulation is, is hard no matter whether it's a cruiserweight match or a heavyweight, no matter what style you're working in there, mm-hmm. because it takes away the uh, all the possible near falls. The one, two, oh, you know, it's you're missing that. And if you don't do submissions right, and uh, you know, if that's not your thing, yeah, you know, it can, boy. Which you would never be like, oh, Austin Aries, he's a submission right. guy, or Neville, he's a submission guy. They're mm-hmm. not like Dean Malenko, where you're like this guy's not a as much, guy. right? You know, yeah. Um, also, it's just you know when you think cruiserweights, you want to think high flying, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, submissions, pace. you don't do submissions off the top rope. No. So, uh, although like apparently they they made it work. I, I enjoyed work well. it. I did. I just, it seems strange to me. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not putting it down or anything like that. It just seems strange. So, Makes what else? Uh, the Miz versus Dean Ambrose, which I thought was weird that they had a no. They opened it up, right? Yeah, the no DQ uh, stipulation on an Extreme Rules pay-per-view. I thought that was weird. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. But so, I liked I liked how it worked. Yeah, it was cool. They played, did you see it? Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it. I'm glad Miz won. Yeah, me too. I'm hoping. That I'm sure he sounded like uh, the people were glad he won too. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they love him. He's so entertaining. Why not? He <laughs> He's the best. Come on! I was telling you, even like <laughs> Sylvester Stallone was asking me about him last night. That's amazing. Yeah. That's so cool. Sylvester Stallone was talking to me about uh, Terry Funk. Tons about Terry Funk. Harley Race. Um, oh, uh, Hardy Boys. Yeah, I was telling yeah. you. Yeah, he brought up the Hardys. Yeah. Did he bring so, up a thrown funk through the window and over the top? No, but oh. you know we were talking about when when Steve Austin broke his neck and he speared him through what? something. Yeah, he speared him through something in a fight scene for Expendables. And yeah. he broke his neck. broke his neck. He had to have few, yeah fuse vertebrae. Holy shit! Yeah, That's <laughs> yeah. So. You know, acting's not fake either, people. Yeah. Well, I mean, I knew Stallone's a big wrestling fan, but yeah. really big, such such a. Uh, with his his words, admiration for what we do. That's great. Wow, that's yeah, that's amazing. Very cool. I'm surprised he's never done a mania spot. Well, I mean, he's, you know, that's he's true. um, he's not in the Hall of Fame, is he? No, no, but he should be. He should. Yeah. Be. And uh, Cindy Lauper should be. There's and, but, so many people. But that should be he, he inducted Hulk, right? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's so. what I thought. Anyways, what else is going on with Extreme Rules? We, Anything? Uh, with Extreme Rules, I think that was about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, D. with Sasha Banks, Elisa Fox. Uh, we could talk yes. about that real quick. I, I enjoy Sasha and Rich together. I think yeah. they're great as a team. And Rich broke the curse of winning or not losing in your hometown. He won Good. in Maryland, which is great. Good. My uh, my buddy Rich Balin, who lives out there, went to see him. He took his kid. It was their first WWE show. And he had seen Rich Swan go like you said, Samojo, the Inoki Dojo and all that through MCW. Yeah. So to finally see him come home and get to, you know, wrestle in front of sold out arena is great. That is it's cool. so so awesome. And he won. And how are we uh how are we buying Noam Dar and uh and Alicia Fox as a couple? They're cool. Yeah. I like it. Mm. Not feeling it's okay. I'm not feeling them as a couple, I'm not buying it, but I, I like both I like both of them yeah. uh, you know, singly. <laughs> It seems with the, with the women's division, like we need more women. So it's just kind of like, I it is a different element, but I feel like we could use her in like just singles matches. Yeah, I'm wondering if when they do this May Young invi- uh, Invitational tournament, mm-hmm. that'll help bring up a lot more women to the roster, so that that's it's the not, rumor. Well, it's not yeah. like the Money in the Bank coming up women's match has pretty much everyone but the champ because that's 
That's all they all have. All the people they yeah. have, exactly. Yeah. So they need more more toys to play with, I guess I would say. Yeah. All right. That's about it for Extreme Rules. Yeah. I, you know, not seeing it, it's hard for me to comment too much yeah, on it. Yeah, you saw some of it, though. Yeah. Enough. Yeah. How did you think it was compared to, like, Backlash to Extreme Rules? I thought Extreme Rules was better than Backlash. See, I thought I felt the opposite. Yeah. Teach his mm. own. Teach his own. Yeah. Let's talk about some news. Let's do it. Let's talk about some news. <laughs> We're like 60 Wrestling News. I I hate to do this, I but you know it, it's part of life. Um, so we have a passing away, a passing uh, pass. What's the word? Someone passed away. Someone passed away. Thank you. Um, uh, Randy Savage, his mother passed away at ninety. Yeah. So. Yeah, and, I, and and we had Lanny on the show uh, a few months back. Episode ten. Episode ten. More than yeah. a few months ago yeah. now, and he was an uh, amazing guest, right? Such a good dude. Yeah. And uh, uh, knew his mother since I was 15 years old. Wow, wow. And what an amazing woman. Let me just say this about, like, and especially the Judy Papos of that era, they're the unsung heroes. Uh, so I, I'm really sad, really sad for, for Lanny. And, and you know... Um, you know, Angelo, his father, and, and, and Randy are gone. So really pretty much Lanny's the only one left, you know. Um, and uh, just condolences. Yeah. I sent him a message after I found out just telling him how how much I appreciate the work she put in for them to bring joy to my life and how – the poem he writes for her is going to be amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. So it was cool to just let him know how I felt. Cool. Be able to share that with him. Yeah, I just, it's not a lot. I could, you know, anything, saying anything else is just like, I, I don't know. I can't, I can't say anything else. Enough. Move on to the next <laughs> one. I love you, Judy. You're an amazing woman. So moving on, uh, a former TNA wrestler has been signed to WWE. Um, so uh, Thea Trinidad is now going to be going to the Performance Center. What are they going to change her name? I don't know, because she's been in the game. Like I heard about her years ago. She's been in the game for a minute. Um, I don't know. That would be a good question. I she's... knew this was going to happen. I. Uh... I, I really like Thea, and and you know she's Austin Aries' girlfriend. Say, mm-hmm. she's they said they're engaged now. Yeah. Oh, congratulations! Yeah. And um, so when I was in a gorilla position, they were filming the scenes for the movie with you know mm-hmm. the Page movie. Yeah. Yes, she played AJ. Yeah, and she, she, I mean, she, one take, she got all her lines. She was very impressive. And what a really good job she did of. Were you there, right? Uh, at that that was at Raw. Yeah, I was not at that Raw. Uh, okay, I watched it though. But she did a great job. Yeah, and uh, you know, Austin Aries obviously is, um, you know, pushing for her to get hired. Oh yeah, and rightfully so. And she's talented. And uh, but I Stephanie had had mentioned, yeah, it's, it'll happen eventually. So it's not something I, I I'm surprised at. Well, to be put in such a high-pressure situation of you're on Raw in front of all these people, we're taping this movie. Yeah. Like, pretty much get this in one take because you know how wrestling fans can be. 
and for her to knock it out of the park that really helped especially when she hasn't been on TV yes. in front of a live crowd in so long like that and make and no mistake about it she knocked it out of the park mm-hmm. I mean yeah. legit everyone Every, was extremely everyone impressed everyone was so impressed with how much she sounded like AJ yeah. that you could barely tell it wasn't her yeah. so I'm happy for her hopefully she'll be in this May Young Invitational oh yeah and or maybe like come right to the roster just throw her in yeah, the mix. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm happy she has a uh, job at WWE. Yeah, yeah. It's great. So do you think she would be, uh, do go into, like, do you think she has enough talent to just kind of go into the I roster? think they could just put her right on SmackDown and she'd be fine. They they should definitely shoot some vignettes mm-hmm. and build her up because not a lot of fans know who she is. Right. But I think she could just go you right think? on. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I would, just to be on the safe side, I would throw her in there down. Throw her in NXT, NXT for a while. NXT or at least on some house shows. Yeah, just test the waters. We, you know what? How, you know what NXT used to be? Just house shows. We used to, you know, before they put us on, before they put somebody on TV a lot, they just they put them on house shows first. I remember seeing Ryback destroy uh, Curtis Axel, maybe, uh, and I was just like, "Who is this Ryback guy? Right. Like, who is this guy?" And then, like two weeks later, he's squashing every local guy on TV. I was like, oh, I saw that dude at the house show. Yeah. So yeah, it was like testing the waters of how's this guy do? Speaking of Ryback. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Teamwork makes the dream work. Um, so Ryback wants to clear of the air a little bit on his recent podcast. Um, he was talking about Jinder Mahal, how he's excited that he's the WWE champion, but he kind of made a reference to India and doesn't see how WWE is making the tie, like uh, having gender kind of push India a lot yeah. because there's not a lot of money there. And obviously, well, I think obviously, but a lot of fans didn't take liking to that and they went in on him on social media. Yeah. And that's going to happen when you say something like that. And I, I, I can imagine, and I like Ryback, I can imagine, you know, what he was trying to do mm-hmm. or, you know, maybe, I, I don't, actually, I, I don't know. Who knows what Have he was thinking. Have you ever been to India? Oh, yeah. Is it? That's all a lot. Okay, okay. This is what I could say about about Ryback's initial statement, and like it, it, it's easy to think that it's easy because there's a ton of poverty there. But you gotta understand, there's a billion and a half people there, mm-hmm. and even like if ten percent of them have a ton of money, that's a ton of ton money. of people with a ton of money there. You guys, yeah. So just like Mexico, uh, there's a ton of poverty there there's also tons of money mm-hmm. same with india even more so so uh just you know just misguided statement that's all i you know i mean i don't think he meant anything by it yeah, I, I don't think he was like anti-india or anything like that i just think a lot of people just took it the wrong way and i i mean that's just the world we live in at this particular moment i think if he had made that statement five years ago it wouldn't have been much of an issue yeah I think he was, like you said, he was trying to say, well, uh, from what I've seen there, it's very poverty-like, so I don't understand why if people there don't have money, the people would throw money at wrestling. Mm -hmm. I think that's what he was getting at. But like you said, the people with a lot of money are the people that can afford to throw money at wrestling. It makes me think of Nigeria and like Power Udi bringing American wrestlers over to wrestle specifically for him, Mm -hmm. like paying them money to wrestle a private show for him. Because they have the money to do that, yeah, you know. And they, and then and when when we wrestled in India, okay, one of the 
cities we were in Bangalore we were in an outdoor stadium it was about a 30,000 seat stadium and wow. it was sold out and uh, security were like letting people in the side getting bribed and letting people on the side the place was over packed to the point where the structure was starting to you know have some fault failure that's insane yeah so yeah, yeah there's definitely a market for wrestling Tons. in India yeah, yeah. well yes. TNA did the Rinka King thing over there that was pretty successful yeah and TNA and just got back, back. From, well they, some guys just got back from there I was listening to the little bit of uh, Pritchard Pritchard yeah and he was on his way back from from uh, India. India. Yeah, I think yeah. WWE had some folks there too because I know um, New Day was over there. They had some. They shot something over mm-hmm. there as well. So I think it's a big market. Yeah, why not? So one time, uh, not I've only been there one time, and Brett, Brett Hart's with us there at the time, and we're driving on, on the bus, and you know we're kind of stuck in traffic, and we look over and there's this big billboard and it says Hitman Jeans, <laughs> and it's this picture and it looks just like Brett. But it's not. It's this guy from Germany named Franz Bredhart Schumann. <laughs> yeah. You know about the tribute acts? And like yes, Europe? I do. He was like the Bredhart guy there. So he went to India and licensed himself some uh, some, some blue jeans. jeans. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, using Brett's name. That's so It was so funny. funny. We were laughing so hard. Brett, Brett didn't pissed. think it was I was funny like, Brett was probably all. pissed. Yeah. Cease and desist, sir. <laughs> Oh, Sounds man. like a kiss move. Have you ever had someone do you over there as like a legend version of you? Yeah, the yeah. one, two, three boy. Uh, there was some other. I can't remember who. Oh God, some of the European guys would tell me who it yeah. was too. Because I've seen the Razor Revolution guy. Yeah. Oh man, not good. <laughs> so, um, and uh, Paige's dad was Legend of Doom. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of like Legion to do, Legend to do. Wow, that's crazy. Oh, boy. Oh. All right. Well, that is it for the news. Right. Um, so you can follow us on AfterBuzz TV on everything. Then also on Twitter, The Real XPOC, on IG, XPOC12360, and on Facebook, XPOC12360 Show. And uh, we have all those wrestling tees. Do you have the new ones up quite yet or no? At ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sean Waltman. Yeah, there's a new one I have coming yeah. up. Yeah, is it the NWO one? No, it's no. a ripoff. Okay. Of, of the, I'll just flat out say it's a ripoff of the Rated R Superstar. It just says Rated X Superstar. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it, Edge. Yeah. Uh, okay. Awesome. We are going to go to commercials? Yeah, yeah. we're going to take a break right now. Yeah. And then uh, when we come back, we're going to be talking to Road Dog Jesse James. If you didn't know. What's up, party people? Roxy Stryer here from The Tomorrow Show with Kevin Undergaro. We're your twice-weekly broadcast of One Man's Midlife Crisis and the mad millennials in Star Trek uniforms that follow him. And I'm one of those millennials, Lauren Legrasso here. We've had some amazing guests like Russell Simmons, Ileana Douglas, and Craig Gass. Coolio, right? Christian Blatt in the house to tell you to go to thetomorrowshow.com to check us out. We're live every Monday and Thursday from 10 to midnight Eastern. That's thetomorrowshow.com. Be there or be square, whatever that means. He was the cornerstone of the Attitude Era, one of its greatest stars and one of its architects. He is a second-generation wrestler. He served our country as a United States Marine, and he's been wrestling for over 30 years for TNA and WWE and other promotions. He is currently one of the prime creative forces behind WWE. Please welcome Brian James, a.k.a. Road Dog. Brian. Oh, you didn't know TK Trinidad <laughs> nailed it on take two, didn't she? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Damn, you've been wrestling 30 years? 
I don't know. It's close enough, right? Yeah. Since, well, I don't know. Since uh, I got back from Desert Storm in 91, I guess, yeah. and I had a match right after that, so maybe close to it. Hey, but do you remember where you and I first met? I do not. I'll tell you. Know, you. The history. It was, <laughs> you know my history, so I don't remember a lot of things. Lowell, Massachusetts. That, Lowell, Mass. You know what? That was was that my tryout? That was your tryout. Man Mountain Rock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll never forget that. I came up with Man Mountain Rock. We were I was doing jobs for WCW, and uh, Max Payne, aka Man Mountain Rock, got me a tryout up there because I was the lead singer of his band, right. uh, Living Insanity. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and so I, I'm not sure which one I worked with. I think I either worked with. Dwayne Gill or Barry Hardy? I'm not sure which one. And uh, and they said, "Well, what's your finish?" And I said, "I don't know. I've been doing jobs for six months. I don't I don't have a finish." And they and uh, Steve Lombardi, the Brooklyn Brawler, said, "Why don't you do that drop kick your brother did off the top rope?" And so I did that as a finish. And I thought, oh, "God darn, I'll never do that again. It hurt so bad." Right. Uh, but yeah, I had a good little decent little match there and got hired soon after. Do you remember the like? I remember you not being happy with the match, Brian. And and do, do you well, remember everyone telling you don't worry like they like they knew before uh, pretty much before you got in the ring like they I think they or I mean they saw what yeah, they needed well, I, they I, saw what they needed I, to I, see yeah and I don't you know I was young and dumb and, yeah. and uh, you know the other the other part of that story. Sure. but uh, I I uh, had already sang to them like me and Max went downstairs yep. at that place where the production meeting was and sang to Vince and. Pat and Bruce Pritchard, and I want to think Shane or Briscoe. So there was another person in there, and I like sang. We sang like the Four Don Blonde song. That's oh, right. Wow. Acoustic, yeah, with an acoustic guitar, and uh, and I remember then they said, "Oh, well, you, we want you to have a match too." And so in retrospect, I realized they could tell if I knew what I was doing or if I didn't. And, and at the time, to be quite honest with you, I didn't. Uh, I didn't learn until about seven minutes ago how to work. But uh, <laughs> but they, they could tell. They could tell what was going on. And so, yeah, it was. Uh, I remember that, man. Funny, I remember that. Funny how things work out, though, Brian, because, you know, when you guys came in, I'm pretty sure uh, most people, uh, um, Daryl included, figured that he was the one that they were uh, – they were going to give a big push to and, and you know do something with yeah and and look at i i they they probably were at first and then they they i guess they saw something shiny over to the left of him and that was me and i just appreciate them yep. giving me the opportunity man and they tried with him it wasn't like they didn't get, give him the you know give him the ball to run with did they ever? Yeah, think about- no, they did. They still have that guitar in Vince's office, or in wow. Brad, his uh, his uh, chief of staff in his office. That WWF guitar, that's uh, cool as crap, you know. Did they ever think about putting you together as a tag team because you both sang for them? You know what? They didn't, and that was weird. Is they that was never the idea. That was they put me right with Jeff Jarrett, and I don't know if that was a foregone conclusion. Uh, you know, prior to me even being there, I just, I just know that's exactly where they went. And oh my God, my dogs are going crazy. <laughs> that's uh, all my right. wife's probably having my wife's probably having something delivered, and the dogs are going nuts. That's it's all right. Okay. Sometimes, Lula, Lula. sometimes my dog sits next to me while I'm recording the show here and starts snoring really loud. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what, well, they were they were down here with me, and I made them go get in their kennels. Aww. Now they're pissed off at me, I guess. <laughs> they'll be all right. They'll be all right. 
<laughs> they sleep on friggin' Vera Wang blankets. So, wow. Oh, wow. Damn, Brian. <laughs> Things are good around the James house. Vera yeah, Wang I mean, blankets. they are. They really are. And, and, you know, a lot of people on Twitter give me a lot of crap because I always tow the company line. But in my real life, in reality, when it gets down to it, Man, they paid for me to go to rehab. They paid for me to get clean. And yep. then they gave me a second chance to do what I love to do. Uh, and they pay me for it, too. You know what I mean? Why wouldn't I tow the company line? And if you don't understand that, then suck it, you know? <laughs> and, and, Brian, like, I, you know, you brought that up. Like, they, they paid for rehab. They paid for, you know, um, m- more than one for me. Uh, I feel the same way yeah, as you do. Yeah, me too. Uh, and, and, you know, I didn't get it right the first, second, or third time. <laughs> yeah, 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 it took me about five swings, too. Yeah. Thank God for foul balls, you know. <laughs> yeah, but, so, Brian, you know, I mean, we could talk about all the, like, you know, different things in wrestling, but, like, this is the important stuff to me. Like, you know, what was it that finally did it for you? Yeah, hey, I agree 100%, too, by the way. Uh, sports entertainment, pro wrestling, whatever you want to call it, superficial in in reality it's it's all it's all phony guys fighting in, in spandex just silliness but, but, <laughs> yeah 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 now having said that i love it Me it's too. my passion in life uh and i'll and i'll die loving it with all my heart but the reality is family friends you know just trying to be a great father trying to be or just a good father trying to be a good husband to my wife a good son to my parents you know that those are the real important things so what what was it that made me get sober i mean i think it really i really did get and this is a cliche but i really did get sick and tired of being sick and tired man i i came to a point where i sat in my recliner and thought okay how can i kill myself so that i'll stop hurting everybody around me yeah but how can I do it without hurting everybody around me some more? You know what I mean? Like yes. they're going to come out in the shed and find my brains blown out and that's going to hurt them some more. So, and then it, the whole thing of, I think I'm too much of a coward to commit suicide anyway. And it just got to be hard work. You know what? It all started out as fun and smoking weed and drinking and taking pills. It was all just party time, right? We're living yeah. the rock and roll lifestyle. It just got to be hard work to maintain that kind of, uh, you know, haze to yeah. keep myself in that haze. And, and the more I stayed in it, the more troubles just stacked up and bills and IRS yeah. payment, you know, just everything just stacked up because I was afraid to face it all. I was afraid to face life and I wanted to be in control of everything, but yet I didn't want any of the responsibility. No so kidding. it's a crazy dichotomy. Uh, but man, it's just six years, I'd be seven years in November. I have it smoked a joint haven't taken a pill haven't taken a drink and i i you know i work a program of recovery that works for me personally and that's that as long as i stay away from that first toke or that first pill or that first drink i'm in the clear man yeah and and first one's the one that'll kill me damn sure can that's for sure hey uh brian so are you you working like a uh a 12-step recovery program still yeah yeah Nice. Yeah, so I just went today to to a meeting. Uh, it's just something that I do. It keeps me plugged in, and it makes me uh, understand that I'm not in this alone. That right. I, that other people have this this uh, 
disease too and i believe it's a it's a disease of the mind and so if i can it makes me feel good to go to these things because like i said it makes me understand like i'm not alone in this i got people around me and good people and rich people and poor and white people and black people and it's not you know it doesn't pick and choose it's just everybody's in the same boat we're all just trying to get to shore and brian i i know some like you know when when i see you uh you know you can tell when somebody's white knuckle it when when they're just making it day by day and and you know always on the edge of falling off and, and the relapse and it's just I yeah. don't see that with you at all like and and I don't feel it either these days not that it can't come creeping back but you know I mean is that something that that ever like uh creeps back in into your life on occasion or I mean no so so at first it was all about abstaining from from mind-altering substances right Right. first it was all about just don't drink and drug today but now after i have been sober for a little while and i continue to kind of work on myself it becomes about being a better person not just not just stop you know not just abstaining from the drugs and the mind-altering substance but now i got to work on becoming a better person why was i doing all that crap to begin with what was i so scared of or what was i hiding from or what was i you know, what was I looking for? And so it turns out a lot of that stuff was fear-based, man. I used to think I had to be high to walk out the curtain uh, and because I was nervous or I was, you know, and, I, and, yeah. and it's like, wow, I wish, I wish, it's the only regret I have. Uh, and I try not to have too many regrets, but I look back at my, of course, it's not the only regret I have. Let me take that back immediately because I would love to have been better to my wife and my children Absolutely. and more attentive and more present. Uh, but as far as my career goes, because I mentioned that that sports entertainment, pro wrestling, whatever is my passion. And so how far could I have gone if I would have been of sound mind? Uh, Because then I think I would have been of sound body too. But, but man, I, I ripped myself off a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, But Brian, okay. We, we have to also admit that in spite of all that pretty good career, man. (laughs) Not hey. Not bad at all. Not so too bad. I, I, I give, and this is this is the uh, the spiritual portion of the program. But look, I give a lot of thanks to God for that. Sure, because you and I both were gifted to a point, so gifted that we could be screwed up out of our minds yep. and still go out there and, and do what we did better than just about anyone <laughs> on autopilot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and better yeah, than just about anyone. Autopilot. Yep. I see some old stuff of us now that I don't remember doing, of course, and, and then I watch it back and I go, "Holy crap! How high was I right then?" You know and, what I mean? Like and I still killing it, it, looking at me. And, and Brian, no, <laughs> yeah, and still killing it. And timing, it. perfect timing. The, the, like I, I watched a match we had in Chicago at, at the Allstate Arena with the Hardys, and oh man, we just gotten that that new Run DMC music, and uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, we killed it. And uh, man, I just—it <laughs> was damn good, Brian. I ain't afraid. I ain't afraid to brag us up right hey, now. Yeah, it sounds braggadocious, but when I watch some stuff back too, I think, man, and that's that's what comes to my mind. And anybody who knows what we're talking about when it comes to the timing part of yeah. it, um, man, they know it was there, and and not just you had it or not just i had it or not just billy had it but every one of us had it yeah and we would feed those baby faces when we first started off as heels and and everybody just knew where they were supposed to be and when they were supposed to be there and intuitively that's exactly where they were intuitively, yeah, intuitively without yeah. without talking like you can turn turn back now i watched something the other day with taker was coming down to the ring and we were all four standing in the ring yeah 
Now you think like, okay, how's he going to whip all their asses? There's four of them. Well, <laughs> and I could see us, I could see us talking prior yep. to him getting in the ring. And it was just, I could imagine you or me going, I'll go first. You know what I mean? Or yep. something, Hey, I'm going to go and I'm, he's going to duck my stuff and hit you or whatever. And it just, man, it was so perfect. And he dropped every one of us like three times each. And there was never any stutter stepping or running into each other or, you know what I mean? It was just, it was a thing of beauty, man. And that yeah. is, that is sounds braggadocious, but it's just a fact. It's not bragging when it's fact. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, guess, it I guess it's better if somebody else was saying it about us. It is. No, see, that's the thing, Brian. And that's where I have a hard time because I think it's better way better when somebody else toots your horn for you. I don't like like I don't like tooting my own and and you know, I don't like hearing other people toot theirs their own too much. Well, when people toot yeah. your horn yeah, and, and that, get like, eh, I don't Go ahead. Eh. Like when people every every time we have guests on and they tell like the impact that Sean has had on their career and that's why they, like Christopher Daniels for example yeah. was saying how much of an impact you had on him. You get kind of shy and you're like, "Eh, nah, I don't nah." But don't you still, Brian? <laughs> don't you get like that too a little bit when when you get a compliment? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's a little bit like uh, under all this uh, perfection, I'm a bit humble. (laughs) And maybe there's a little bit of a guilt. Like we're almost, I think sometimes, I think it might be a little bit, we we don't feel worthy of compliments. Oh, you're worthy. Yeah, yeah, a little guilty. And and look, hey, while we're talking about people, uh, you know, what what effect they had on, on their career, like I didn't learn to wrestle. And this is a true statement. I was four or five time tag team champion with Billy uh, until I started tagging with kid. And, and that's for those of you that don't know, kiddo Bambito, that's the name I've always called always, yep. But until I started tagging with you, dude, I didn't have a friggin' clue what I was doing. Like you were properly trained by, by proper wrestlers yeah. and you had a, you had psychology and I had none of it. I mean, I was, I was calling spots in the ring and I remember you going like, why would, you shoot Kane off the ropes, and I was like, "Because that's the spot." We're yeah. Gonna do that. <laughs> and, and you Technical were like, "Drop down, loop drop. Yeah, but he's so much bigger than you. Wouldn't he not let you do that? And so maybe you know what I mean. And it was you always. I I kind of learned a lot standing on the apron too, watching you work with the likes of Kane and and big guys as to you could always get your stuff in but you always made it logical. There's and, always and, a way, right, Brian? All we have to do yes, is, is not... Yes. People are mentally lazy. <laughs> that, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and if you'll step up to that creative challenge and go, and I, I, man, I say that all the time, you can get your stuff in, and, and you know, now we don't, we don't allow the... During a tag match, we don't allow the double feed. And, yeah. You can utilize that guy on the apron. Just overcome that creative laziness that you yes. just spoke of and figure out how to use that guy. Blast him off the apron. Go into a sequence and have him pop back up just in time for you to blast him off again. You exactly. know what I mean? Like you, can, you can utilize that dude. You just got to figure out how. And, you know, something that bothers me about, like, when, when guys come in like that and, you know, okay, it helps when you got the guys, other guys feeding in too, but, man, I dare you to um, change it up besides just coming in for the tag and clothesline, 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 and I mean, can we yeah, switch it yeah. up a little bit? I had a conversation with Charlotte the other day about that. I told, I told her, I said, Charlotte, your whole comeback could be chops, and you just got to figure out different ways to yes. get into them. I said, just because of people will woo with every one. And so 
you know, d- duck one and blast that person off the apron and then move as she charges you in the buckle. It was a tag match. Yeah. And as she staggers back out to the center, chop the fire out of her and they'll woo and you start strutting and they'll feed up and charge you again. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's beautiful movement. And yeah. it's, man, so, it's so awesome. I can it's feel so it. Rhythmic. The way, the yeah, way you, you can. I can feel it right now and I got the goosebumps right now just the way you just yeah, articulated I, I do too. it. I'm, I'm pacing and sweating <laughs> thinking about it because I love it, man. Yeah. And it's, it's very, I always use this uh, when I'm talking to younger kids about a comeback, yeah. is it's very melodic and rhythmic, and I sound like friggin' Santana, I'm so spiritual about it, but it's, it's, it is rhythmic, it's the drum beat, man, and it's the beats, uh, and, and you don't, you can't articulate it, but if you're running a good comeback, you, you got the crowd, if you can imagine like an African drum beat, and it's just a boom, and a boom, and a boom, and a boom, and you're moving, and you're ducking, and you're dumping, you know yeah. what I mean? And it's, it's a beautiful thing that you can't articulate as a viewer or a fan, but if it's done right, you damn sure know what I'm talking about. Yeah, and everything just falls into place. Well, it goes back to the timing, like you were saying before. Yeah, yeah, Everyone yeah on the it right is. Time. And, 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 li- and listen, one stutter step in that comeback, it's like a off drum beat in a song. Like, e- oh, God, what yep. was that? Yeah, you even, know what I mean? Like, e- I, I, you know what, 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 what'll do it? A real simple, like, uh, stutter step that that'll screw the whole thing up is when a guy, when somebody's feeding into a guy, and instead of just shooting him in, he ends up backing him into the ropes and shooting him, like a little yeah, half yeah, a yeah, step yeah. like that, just screws the whole it, thing up, Brian. Yeah, it's just one half step. Yep. It's, it's off beat, man. It's off rhythm. Yeah, and it, and you can feel that as a viewer and a, a spectator, but you can't. You don't know how to say that. Or you know what I mean? You can't yeah. articulate it, but you can damn sure feel it. Oh, that's yeah. awesome, man. Brian, hey, so um, it's amazing to me uh, where you've come from, you know, from from coming back to work for the company and then gaining Vince McMahon's, gaining the boss's trust to the point where, you know, you're, are you are you the head? What's your, what's your uh, exact uh, title as far as uh, what you do on SmackDown? So, so my uh, exact title is vice president and lead writer of SmackDown. And so, uh, so yeah, I, I have gained his trust and I think it's, you know, I remember when Hunter reached out to me and said, do you think you could do this? And I, I remember I got sober not to get a job. That wasn't my intent. You know, I yes. got sober to save my life and to save my marriage and to, to save my relationship with my children. And, and then about a year later he reached out and he said, oh, look, I'm going to ask Vince. And Vince said, hell no. Why would you hire a known drug addict? That's like, right. Why would you do that? So that fair question. Fair question. <laughs> Don't you think? Yeah, for sure. Le- legitimate question. And look, i firmly believe that after you are a drug addict for friggin' 25 years, uh, you have to be sober and trustworthy for an extended period of time before you gain people's trust back. That's you know right. what I mean? And so, so yeah, totally legitimate question. So that happened three times. And the third time Vince said, look, you bring him in under a trial period, but he screws up at your ass. And, and Hunter believed in me, man. And he had been talking to my brother, Scott, who had been, who'd worked back up there for about a year after that. Yeah. Uh, he had been talking to him about my progress and stuff. So, and plus, we had seen yes. you. We had seen you when you inducted your father into the Hall of Fame. Y- yes, and I and I made I made look that was in Atlanta, and I made sure to make amends to some people. Yeah, and 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 Vince wasn't one of them. I have since then, but but 
Rock was there. I made it like I treated him poorly while I was while I was there. Wow. Undertaker always tried to help me, and I and I literally told him, "You don't know me, dude. What are you talking about? You know what I mean?" So I yeah. I thought I knew everything. So I went back to some people and said, "I'm sorry and thank you for what you know for not beating me up or whatever, and, and, uh, but but for also trying to help me." Yeah, and right and. See, I remember like like it was yesterday how how you used to talk to Rocky in the dressing room. <laughs> wow, yeah. man! Yeah, it was it was bad. And yes, it was to the point where I would look at Billy and go, "I'm going to make him fight me today." I was thinking you know I, I mean? on, a, on, on on the regular. I was thinking, okay, today's the day that Rock's going to end up fighting <laughs> Brian. He's going to snap and beat me up, and and I don't know if that's what I wanted or if I in my mind I thought it was my job to keep him grounded. I don't know what right. what was going on in my head. Uh, but I know there was a bunch of drugs and stuff involved. Were you like uh, so, so, him, or like so? Were, let's get ribbing him. Like, what were you doing to him? You were just talking down to yeah, him. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, it was ribbing, but but R- ribbing on the square, ribbing on the square. Yeah. Uh, horrible stuff in front of everybody. Yeah. Uh, but look, in retrospect, and and through sober eyes, I realize I feared him. Uh, I was afraid of him because he had it all. He could talk on the mic. He could work, and he looked great. Yeah. And so I only had two out of three things. And, and he I, did a, uh, he, he did appropriate. We like okay. Full disclosure: he, he did appropriate the smell what the rock is cooking from from you in y- Memphis. Yes, yes. <laughs> so he 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 had done that in Memphis, and and kind of. Uh, but but look, that's neither here nor there. No. The way I see it now, he did it I better it than now, you, Brian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did actually, right? But that's that was going to be my point: is if you take something from Memphis and you put it on the national stage like that, hell, that's yours. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Like you you did it first. All fair in love and war. Uh, but 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 yeah, I treated him poorly, and so so anyway, that that Atlanta Hall of Fame, I made some amends to people, but I also walked up to Vince and looked him in the eye and just said, "Thank you for doing this for my dad." It's a, it's it's the only real moment I've felt in the wrestling business so far. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was, and it was, it was amazing real to me. It was great, I, man. Look, I, I I get that even that is is a little bit uh, geographically politically figured out and he was a big in Atlanta for a while and they you know I, I get it but still it was very real to me because my dad was always my superhero growing up and and was my favorite wrestler and you know what I mean I just appropriated so much of his crap and put it on the national stage damn right uh, it makes me a little more understanding of the rock uh, but but so so then I became a, just a producer in the in the WWE you know just putting matches together and I think over a period of time uh Vince and, and them just saw that okay he's got a little bigger knack than just put, putting a match together and calling it on the head headset but uh, that timing comes in too is it's whether the musical timing it's setting up coming up with entrances me and hunter work really well together putting those entrances together like at nxt takeovers and yeah. stuff and it's just it's just kind of a vision and a timing deal and it's i'm sure it's something you could do too kid it's not that's but but look like not everybody can do that so there's a, there's a place i fit in there oh you're great at it too man and uh and i just i see how you how you uh how you interact with the with the talent like and it's crazy because like listening to you talk to them and and like that was us being talked to it yeah. you know what i mean it's so well, that's crazy, what I was, yeah. yeah i was gonna ask and, and what's crazy what's crazy is like that was 
Lanza. Or, yes. Chief, or you know what I mean, or Rene Goulet, or <laughs> you wow. know, we go way back to to who were those people talking to us like that, and and it's cool. Hey, uh, you're go, being, go ahead. I'm sorry. Being in the being in the Marine Corps uh, had to have helped you uh, with with a lot of this stuff, Brian. For sure, and and look, so I I, t- I go back to that mentally anyway. Is uh, and I think that's I think you know Vince went to military school and stuff, so I think I think me and him. Uh, think a lot alike when it comes to that kind of that mindset that right. military mindset of of accomplish the mission no matter what and so yeah it helps me a ton and that's who i was before i became a drug addict and a drunkie and a person that my mama didn't raise and i feel like i've got back to my roots of now i am the dude that my mom and dad raised or my mom raised really my dad was he was always time, but, he's, but al- he's I can always be proud been of that now sorry i didn't mean to step over it. he's always that guy's always been there man he was yeah, always in yeah, there brian sure. but yeah but but i just i felt like i hit him yeah i, I mean i went you know I, I went to some dark places and spent some dark time and sure. i just felt like i got away from that guy and uh so i feel i feel like i'm back there now and it feels and it's, it's just rewarding and yeah. sure it's rewarding financially because of gainful employment but but it's it's rewarding on so many other levels, man. Just the relationship with my children. Now I got grandkids. Know. You know what I mean? It's just incredible. That's so amazing, man. When I see the pictures <laughs> of your grand, oh wow, man. I know. I'll never forget. I think it was in Philly. I say I'll never forget, and then I think it was somewhere. But, uh, <laughs> but I'll never, I'll never forget me and you sitting on a crate. And I'm pretty sure it was Philly, to be quite honest. And uh, I'd said like Amberly had a baby, or, or either she was about to have a baby, or she just had my granddaughter. Wow. And you just started crying. I did, man. Like and because you, you were, yeah, because you remembered like her as a baby. You know what I mean? You slept in her room here at the yeah. house, and uh, you just it was it was it made my heart. I woke up, and I, Brian hears me tell it all the time every time we bring her daughter Amberly up, but I woke up, and I come walking out, and she looked at me, and she goes, what's the matter with his hair, Daddy? Because I used to have a, oh, yeah, if I didn't yeah, put product had, in it, my stuff would be out of here. You got a big old fro. And, uh, what, I remember, yeah, it was all froed up, and uh, he was out out. At one point, he was outside swinging on her swing set in his underwear with his hair looking like that. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a great wow. eight by ten design for somebody. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> vision that. I was going to ask for that vision when you were an active wrestler and agents like Lanza and uh, Chief were giving you. Uh, things to go over in your match or reasons to do this. Was there anything that you were like, they don't know that now that you tell that to wrestlers, you're like, huh, hindsight is 2020. They did know. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, uh, this was my take on it. And kid may have a little different take on it. He was there a little longer with those guys than I was, but more, they gave me more lessons about life that I didn't listen to. Uh, back then the, the agent slash producer, whatever we called him at the time was not very hands-on. It was, it's you versus you, you up, you got 10 minutes, whatever the deal is, you know, and it was, it was not as, not nearly as hands-on and not nearly, uh, as as television critical as it is today you know now we talk about camera angles and, and stuff like that and so it's a very much a television show that we get knocked down uh in between commercial breaks on you know so it but they used to tell me all the time man save your money pay your taxes just life lessons that i thought they don't know what the frick they're talking about these old dudes i'm making friggin bank you know what i mean like this is never yeah. gonna end 
Uh, and then it ended, and I owe the government like 200 grand. So whatever. <laughs> That's all. Oh, I got you beat. So you did mention there's a lot of matches that um, you were kind of like fuzzy for you. Are there any matches that you remember that like you kind of hold near and dear to your heart? Um, no. <laughs> horrible, that is a horribly pathetic answer. But I really, I, I mean, I really, man, the, the thing called the 90s, I heard we had a good time, but I just can't. You I heard can't right. Put my, yeah, yeah. Any, but, but I can't, I don't really remember. Like when I watch stuff back, it'll trigger stuff. And I go, oh, man, I just watched the other day. It was me, you, Billy, and Hunter versus the nation. But one member had gotten taken out or oh, something backstage. I was, so it was pissed. Just D-Lo, Mark Henry, and The Rock, and uh, I and was we had like a hardcore match. It was yeah. like a uh, yeah, and I just watched it and I thought, holy mackerel, we beat the crap out of each other. But I didn't remember yeah. a lick of that. Like I don't, I have no recollection of that at all. I I, I do. Uh, you want to know why? Because it was it was lopsided, and uh, you know we had. We, I think we out, we outnumbered they were them. Beat us? Well, no, it was that when we got in the ring, nobody came to me, and I was sitting there with my, you know, in my hand. <laughs> yeah. And so I got hot, yeah. and I started like going around and just, you know, hitting people. Just <laughs> yeah. Well, it, everybody. It felt it felt like we we each did that a couple times. Like, yeah. Oh, man, and I thought about the rock then because i hit him so hard in the head with something during that match and i don't remember i think it was one of them thick cookie sheets and yeah. it just wrapped around and, I, and it was totally a blindsided shot too and i thought oh what a dick you know yeah <laughs> what a dick i was it was great though uh, it was yeah, still yeah, great it was good tv that's for sure mm. while i was watching stuff uh, on the network for only nine ninety nine, um, I saw yeah. a match with good deal, right? a match with you and Rikishi that he gives you the stink face and you take it like full on nose in the butt and you roll out of the <laughs> ring and you get counted out and leave and it looks like you're like trying to pretend like you're gonna throw up and then it looks like you legit throw up and just like run to the back. <laughs> so so that was I I do remember that and I'll tell you why what i remember about it i was i was working the gag to the throw up yeah uh, but in my work jerry lawler literally threw up because he had a little briscoe belly did he if you <laughs> act like you, yeah, yeah. you get gaggy around lawler or briscoe they would shoot like gag and throw up yep. and so i remember lawler throwing up next to the commentary uh, table because he was watching me gag and uh yeah I re i've seen that recently too and i did take it like a champ oh <laughs> yeah why, why not right the, the only problem is yeah. is you i couldn't get in the air that was the, the only problem <laughs> yeah you just hope you didn't go to like you ain't gonna be up here all day right i don't mind you i don't mind me sticking my face up your butt but don't let's not have it there all day you hope he washed his never gear. never minded once man <laughs> Yeah, no, he was, look, he, he's clean. His butt was always clean. <laughs> do you remember the time, Brian, when... <laughs> only, when in the, only in our business would we be talking about Do you remember, though, when we finally got when we finally got quiche down and then, and then Pat came in and pulled his pants down and with the with the big brown stain in his underwear, uh, stink face with quiche? <laughs> no. It was great. Of course not. Oh, it was great. 
That was classic. <laughs> did Pat have a Pat had a he said he knows which way to put his underwear on. It's yellow in the front and brown That's in the back. That's it. Oh, and it man. was <laughs> extremely brown in the back. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That's disgusting. So go ahead. But Jimbo. awesome at the same time. Well, I have so much we could talk about so much. Let's talk about the woman's money in the bank match. How excited are you okay. to have this on SmackDown? And are you hoping to bring up more women to the SmackDown roster so not the entire roster is in one match? Yeah. Yeah, well, look, of course, I'm, I'm extremely proud of, of doing it. And it, and it didn't uh, – it wasn't an easy decision to, to come to. Like, it was an easy thing to want to do it, but then we have to think about, okay, well – you know, dang, what if what if one of these girls gets hurt on this ladder match? And what if what if something happens? And then is that is that on me? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, so so there was, there was a big talk with uh, with the girls and making sure they were all game for it. And and of course they were. And it's all about making history now. And I th- and I think it'll be great. I, I actually think it'll tell a better story uh, than than the men's ladder match. Uh, having said that, I don't think. Look, if we brought other girls up now, there's not enough landscape to go around as it is. That's why we kind of have been having all the girls figured into the same kind of thing and fatal five ways and and such such as such six six women tags. And because if you don't if we don't do that, there's just not enough landscape to represent each girl in a story. And mean, then some people are going to be left off the show. Is and that- so. I, would I love to have a couple more girls? Uh, heck yeah! And, and as the summer rolls along, I may get a couple more. Uh, but then, as you get the new ones, you want to utilize them. And so then, maybe one of your one of your kind of you know stalwart girls takes a back seat, and that don't feel good. So it's right. it's a it's a it's a you know you got to weigh it out with what's best for the product and what's best for the individuals because. When we did that uh, brand extension, I had a lot of say. My whole team, I, I have a team of writers. It's not just I say I'm the lead writer. There's actually two other lead writers as well that are, that are great at their jobs. And so, uh, Can we give I, them I a shout-out? Uh... Can we give them a little credit? Yeah, yeah, we we can, and I think a lot of people know Ryan Ward. Yeah, uh, kind of started off writing NXT, and 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 he's been writing SmackDown a long time. And the other one is Steve Guerrero, and he's probably not as uh, infamous as, as Ryan Ward is, but uh-huh. but man, he should be because he is <laughs> such a great human being and such a great writer. Like literally, I have learned a lot about being a, an open-minded human citizen from just being around this guy. That's the kind of person he is. And yeah, it's incredible. Uh, He's a great dude. And so, yeah, so, so I got a, I got a team around me, but we, what were we talking about? We're talking about the women's money in the bank and maybe possibly bringing up more women at the summertime. Yeah. Yeah. So, so after, after the summer gets rolling here, I'm sure they're going to have that May young classic and they'll probably add a couple of girls, uh, you know, to the, to the NXT roster and a couple of girls will be ready to move. And, and look, I always put my bid in for who I want, but that's not always who I get. So, Having said all that, I really uh, had my hands on choosing who I wanted once we did that brand extension. Yeah. And I, what I hunted for was the right human beings uh, because I think they all have talent. That's, that's needless to say. They're all where they are because they're talented people. 
then I wanted the right human beings, the people that are going to form a, a bond as a team and have a cohesive team that works together and not a divided locker room. And I think I, I think I got that, especially in the women's division. And so that feels good. So like I said, if you bring up new talent, then one of those girls might have to take a back seat, and that that feels bad. It doesn't mean it's bad for the product. It just means it's, it feels negative, you know. Uh, and so I like to try to keep that positive energy going on, on the blue brand for sure. And just that camaraderie, man, where we all work hard to get each other over and get the product over as our main objective and not me, hey, me, me. Hey, Brian, know? Brian, have they tried to add an extra hour to SmackDown? Well, they haven't yet, but uh, but I hear that a lot on social media. Right. And, uh, you know, the truth of it is it's it's so much easier to watch at two hours yeah. and it's so much easier to write at two hours it's just uh and look do i wish i could have a two hour and 20 minute show heck yeah because then i'd be getting the luke harpers and the ty dillingers and these people that are extremely talented and good human beings yeah uh i could be representing them you know what i mean in some way shape or form and we're, we're gonna get around to it for sure it's just I, I yeah I don't want a third hour but I'd love an extra fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> before before we move on from the women's money in the bank, will the winner be able to go between the brands to cash it in, or is it solely for SmackDown? I I, I at this point it's going to be solely for SmackDown, and so that's the decision that was made, and and I, and I think it's okay because if you want to keep the integrity of the brand extension, it's. It's hard to have people go into the other show and, and showing up on the other show. And then, uh, like, it may be, more, may be more interesting, and that may happen down the road. Uh, but, but I feel like right now we need to establish the two brands, and we're kind of just now a year in doing that. So uh, I, I think we'll keep it to the SmackDown. Brian, I think that um, I, I wasn't a fan of the, of the, the splitting the brand, you know, the, the brand extension, all that, when they did it a few years back. Uh, I, yeah. I am this time, though. I think it's been done properly this time. Well, and I look, I couldn't agree with you more. I didn't understand it. I thought, what do you mean, SmackDown? It's all WWE, right? Like, right. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't understand it. And, and one reason is because I wasn't there and I was high, uh, so I didn't <laughs> understand it. But, but, but uh, this time around, like, I started looking at it and I thought, man, it's going to give some talent, some incredible talent, opportunity to kind of rise to the occasion mm -hmm. and i think that's man i think that's what it did that first that first six months uh people like alexa bliss people yeah. like uh you know the miz people they got a real opportunity to stand on their own and kind of shine and i don't know that they would have had the same opportunity had it all just been just been one uh one big conglomeration what's your most like what what are you most what are you proudest of as far as like you know people you know of any of those uh, any of the talent that we're talking about here? Well, look, look, I'm really proud of the Becky Lynch's of the world. Right. I'm proud of Alexa. I feel like Alexa cut her teeth on, on SmackDown, and, and, and they, you know, that's why they wanted her on the other show, and she's done a hell of a job. Uh, the Miz, man, the Miz, I felt like the Miz was in a place where everybody was like, oh, whatever. And, and he, he, with John Cena being kind of the main guy yeah. on SmackDown for a little while, and then him being out of the picture, it really gave a lot of oxygen to people like The Miz, like Dean Ambrose. Uh, and so, man, I couldn't be more proud of how we handled The Miz. Yes. Uh, and he's, a, by the way, one of the best employees, uh, other than John Cena, and, and everybody, you know, socially, I'm sure, will go up in arms about that. But, but the best employees you could you could ask for show up suited up, ready to work, 
never a complaint always has suggestions if they don't like what you have you know yes. other than like oh, yes. everybody else everybody else who says i hate what what i'm doing but i don't have a better idea what do you what do you have yes <laughs> oh well good well then shut up and do the job or what you know whatever the case may be but it's uh just yeah really proud of the miz and and uh how how he kind of and he's uh, been real. He's reliable. On, like I don't think he's ever been hurt. No, he hasn't. No, he he's never been hurt. And then knock on wood that we didn't just jinx him. But but like he hasn't been. And he's great at these promos and these and these uh, these talk segments where he leads the whole thing and he never he never skips a beat. Nope. And uh, Dean Ambrose was another one, man, because you know it's all it's all crazy and scripted nowadays and, and they are definitely involved and that's, that's, we really empower them to be involved in the scripting of that, of that promo so that their character comes out and it's not me writing for them. It's them writing for them, you know? Uh, and so, yeah, it's just, I'm just proud of, of the whole, whole brand. And look, I'm proud of raw too, because raw gets the short end of the stick all the time, especially socially, but man, that nobody understands the monumental task that writing three hours of television is every week. Uh, it's like Mel Gibson producing the Patriot once a week. You know what I mean? It's just near impossible to do. And I think they've really caught a second wind here and it's, and the ratings ticked up this week. So, uh, things are looking good for that brand as well. How do you feel about the Miz playing a Marine? <laughs> well, I, I guess, I guess uh, it is what it is. You know what I mean? I think he's good for the for the role. Uh, I don't think he would probably make it in the Marine Corps. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know what kind of duty he was growing up. He definitely shows up suited up here, so maybe he would have done the same thing there. Uh, you know, I, I envy him. I wish I could star in some movies. Hey, yeah, why he... haven't you been casted in the Marine because nobody wants a pot-bellied, buggy-whipped-armed redneck to be the Marine drill You could model. make a cameo and be like the disgruntled drill sergeant or something. They could find a way to fit you in there. Yeah, no, I'm sure I could I could be the bad guy biker that Ms. beats up uh, in defense of a poor woman or something. Yeah. Hey, Brian, so, I, you know, um, we can sit and talk about how great it was back in the day, the good old days, and, and, um, and they were. They really were, and... And uh, like I talk about this a lot, uh, something that that is missing. Uh, you still have it a little bit, but a lot of it's it's gone now. Is the outlaw spirit, the outlaw spirit that the, that wrestling had, and and you know a lot of people like they 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 yearn for that. They want that back, and and I understand that. But man, I'd rather have my friends alive. Like I think it's better now, Brian. <laughs> yeah, no, I I agree. And look, I think. Uh, forever do we hear oh the attitude era was the best pg era sucks blah blah, blah. well the pg era doesn't suck if you want your children to watch That's it right. unless you want to raise little hellions like like yeah. like i i did uh because <laughs> <but>, <laughs> they were watching their father tell everybody to suck it on tv but but like i i used to love watching like the six million dollar man and if you showed me that piece of crap today uh i wouldn't sit through five minutes of it and i say that to say this sure it was better you were younger you were less jaded you were you didn't have to pay your taxes you were just watching naked women and beer swilling anti-heroes and you know what i mean it was perfect but life you you grow up man and things aren't aren't as great as they once were and and the difference is now it's a 
it's a corporation, man. It's a publicly traded company that has re- corporate social responsibilities, and they can't promote drinking and drugging and and uh, you know nudity and 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 violence. And uh, it's just it can't you can't do that anymore. And so I understand that people want you know yearn for yesteryear. Hell, who doesn't? I we used to make a ton of money. I wish I had some yes. of that money back. But 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 it was better than for for a reason. It's 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 different today, man. And and today the world is different. And I I also think I'd love to just tag all the negativity to the wrestling fans. But I think everybody's so jaded nowadays. It's it's such a crazy culture we live in. It's yeah. so everyone is so hypersensitive yet insensitive at the same exact time. Mm-hmm. It's just tumultuous and ready to blow up and boil over at any point. As far as I mean, you go on social media and read something about Trump and you read the thread underneath that and people are talking horribly to each, each other, other yeah because because they believe differently yep. you know what I mean like one guy believes in gun control and one guy believes that you should have fully automatic rifles and and oh my god all of a sudden they hate each other's guts and it's just a difference of beliefs and it I don't think it used to be that and way no, man. But that's now I, I feel like the viewer of today literally watches the show to just go on social media with like-minded folks and bury the crap out of it. And they don't even realize it, Ryan. They don't even realize it, that they're in that state of a mind where everything is going to come out that way. Like, uh, no, no, because that's just the way it is. Like they don't, you're right. They don't see that they're, point was a negative and jaded and i try to it's a losing battle as a fight and and uh in futility but i try to go on there and go did you like anything about the show like did you was was gender's entrance at least interesting to you you know what i mean yeah. anything let's talk about that for a second yes it's just man it's just so everybody's so ready to just bury everybody else for their beliefs it's weird yeah do you find yourself about to tweet something and then you're like, yeah, I probably shouldn't and delete oh, it. Oh, <laughs> every day, every yeah. day, probably five times a day, I literally type it out and then I x x x x x x x me too. Just delete it all. That's that's uh, my policy. Yeah, all the time. Yep, I'll t- I'll yeah, type something out. It's going to get me in. Look, I've already yeah. been in trouble, and I make the dirt sheets all the time because I try, because I tow the company line, and and, and that's what it just gets me. Like you guys are going to come on here, bury the show that I that I feel like I helped create and then I'm just supposed to take it or I'm supposed to not you know uh, stand up for myself or for the for the company that literally saved my life yeah. I just feel like uh, you know they're just trolls I guess and they want to play so I end up biting and uh, and they end up playing with me a little bit I guess <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well kind of to change directions can it can we talk about Owen Hart for a second yeah, yeah. So after the unfortunate incident with Owen Hart, the next night on Raw, you were supposed to have a match against The Godfather. And you came out and you're yeah. like, we could have a match right now, or we could go back, light one up, and tell some own stories. And the two of you left. <laughs> what stories yeah. were told? Well, basically, we just smoked a joint and got high. Uh, <laughs> but but th- that was, you know, we were, the company was in a good, you know, it was very good to us that, that next night. And they said, look, we're going to put a show on, but you don't have to work. You do whatever you want to do. And so that's what, that's what me and, and Godfather chose to do. And, and of course we, you know, we, we laughed and cried about Owen, but we all did that. And so 
it was just uh it was a hard moment uh, and you know i i think by, i think about owen a lot to tell you the truth i actually utilize his name a lot and and go oh, oh, oh you're gonna let him say that about you because he owen, didn't say owen, that did he? owen would owen would stir the crap man he was the best instigator and the best river and uh just what a great guy uh, he was and he he had some children he had just bought a big house like every i just he was second generation wrestlers a lot of things i saw in the in myself that, that I saw in him. And I traveled with him a little bit, but me and Jeff Jarrett traveled with him some and just got to know him. He was just a really great dude, man. And so I always have some Owen stories, but usually they're just about him ribbing me or him ribbing somebody else. And yeah. he was just a positive energy to, to be around. And, uh, and that was such a, such, such few and far between that you run into that. You know what I mean? And it was the guy, you know, Brian, Owen was one of those guys that like, he was trying to do everything right. Like, he was saving all his money. I mean, to the point where, I mean, you know, like Nick. Yeah. Like yeah. Nick, he, you know, he had Ronnie Gaff or, or somebody driving him. Different guy, different, like, fans would drive him around. He'd rib himself just to save money. And, yeah. and yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. yeah, and he would wear, he would bring a duffel bag. Yes. He wore the same sweatsuit, but he would wear different underwear and socks and T-shirt. Never, and, never, <laughs> che- never ran around on his wife. You never, never seen him out in never. the bars carousing. You know, and nope, he always he never took pills. He never yep. never saw him drank a ton, uh, or drank a ton. But but yeah, you're right, dude. I never even really looked at it that way. But he was always just doing the right thing. Yeah, and go ahead, Brian. go ahead. I was gonna say, well, what were kind of the ribs that he would play on you? Oh man. Well, <laughs> he he would always. Uh, like we would ride in the car and he would get, but he would get in the car, but before he would get in the car, we'd be at a restaurant or something. And he would go, ladies and gentlemen, Jeff Jarrett and the roadie. And then, he oh, would yeah, get yeah, the yeah. Car. you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, like, wow. like, uh, like he would send out, you'd be having your match and he would send out, like I was the real double J for a minute there. And he would send out like a guy just run my hat back down to ringside in the middle of the match. And, and, like try to give me my hat and I'm like in the middle of the match and, and I just know that's God darn Owen back there doing something or he would have the building hit your music or something in the middle of a match. Were you, you there? Know, hey, were you there when he did Owen. Hey, Brian, were you there when he did that to uh, Ahmed Johnson and Ahmed's tryout in Houston? <laughs> I was not. Oh, it was great. That's the kind of stuff he did. He yeah. just hit his music. Right in the, the middle match. of Ahmed's tryout in Houston, he's like, all of a sudden the music hits because Owen got on the <laughs> microphone and told the guy to hit the music. Oh, man. Oh, it was great. That's hey, hilarious. And then immediately when you went to him and said, Owen, oh, God darn it, he said, uh, Davy Boy did it. Yeah. <laughs> Davy Boy. <laughs> and then Davy Boy, the infamous term, Davy Boy was saying, oh, wasn't even, even there. there. <laughs> 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 oh, and they were a great duo together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, uh, he would screw with you. Time, no- I think Davey Halsey on me one time, <laughs> and uh, and I blacked out in the bar, and I think Owen painted my face up with makeup. And oh, stuff. that was probably and, uh, Owen. I, <laughs> and I ended up walking to the bathroom. I came to and walked to the bathroom and looked in the mirror, and I saw I had looked like a friggin' clown. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they I got just me, too. those son of a gun, <laughs> son of a guns. But that's it's good-hearted stuff. You know what I mean? It just it makes me laugh now. I got I got, got home one time. time. I got home one time. I did find the stuff on my face um, when I because I, nobody house on me. I house on myself, and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I woke up with yeah. the face painted. But so I'm like, oh, you guys, real funny, and I wiped it all off. 
I get on the plane, I get home, I climb in bed with my wife, and she looks down at my feet, my toenails are painted pink. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, the boys. Yeah. I swear. Yeah, yeah. You got to believe me. The boys did it. Oh, That's man. Right. It seemed like you really had connections with a lot of second-generation superstars, except for The Rock. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, and that's weird because him and my dad were actually the like North Atlantic tag team champions at one time. Uh, but, but, yeah, I just I don't know what it was about him, man. And I, it it started in Memphis, and I'll tell you why. And it's it look, it was he was a star athlete that came to wrestle and he was getting paid by the WWE to work in Memphis. And I was working in Memphis, making $40 a night. And he was making however much a week because it was like the training grounds at the time. Uh, so there was a little bit of professional jealousy. There was a little bit of personal jealousy because he was a big jacked up dude that looked good and could, could go a little bit. And, uh, and so one time me and Jamie Dundee said, well, let's ride with, uh, he was flex Cavana at the time. Let's ride with flex. Uh, to, to from Memphis to Louisville because it was a six-hour drive, and so Rocky had like an Isuzu Rodeo, like a nice one. You know, I didn't have a car at all, and Jamie was driving like a Ford, little bitty Ford car. You know, uh, so he said, "Well, let's ride with him." So we met him at a gas station, and we started to get in his car, and he said, "Oh, guys, you can't smoke in my car." And we, at the time, we both smoked cigarettes. We were dang sure going to smoke some weed on the right. six-hour drive. <laughs> uh, and so it was like, okay, well, we're not going with you then. And we got back in his Ford little car and <laughs> drove six hours to, to Louisville. But it was, it was, you know, I was I was looking at it all wrong. He was just trying to live the right way and not yeah. have his car smell like a bunch of a-holes and an ashtray. And I wanted to smoke my weed and cigarettes. So it was, you know, it was just me having wrong thinking that started that off in a, in a bad way. I'm pretty sure, though, once once we got in the ring with those guys, uh, Brian, like all that was, I mean, you, no, you didn't bring any of that in the ring with you, as far as I could tell, man. Because I mean, no, we had good chemistry with him in that ring, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and I didn't because I look, I that was the the most important thing to me was to be co- good in that ring and to make whatever segment we were in the best it could be. Yeah. you know what I mean, as exciting as it could be. And so I didn't. I didn't take any liberties with him. Uh, if I did hit him hard, he hit me hard back. It was, you know what I mean? It was just a friendly sure. uh, fisticuff session. You know, it wasn't ever anything personal in there. Hey, Brian, I, you know how, uh, and I'm sure you and I have done this uh, together at, at times, and you hear people do it a lot. Uh, and mostly, you know, it's it's obviously it's, you know, the older, the older generation, uh, these damn writers and, uh, you know, Hey, that's just the way it is now, man. We didn't have writers really per se back when we were doing it. I mean, there was somebody writing TVs, but it wasn't like we had a writing team. But man, that's just right. that's how it's done now, man. And and I just think that people have to understand that that's how the business has evolved. Yeah, it has evolved, and and right, wrong, or indifferent, that's the way it is. Yeah. Here, here's what I'd like to say to all those people: is for one, they have no idea how hard the writing staff works and how directly they work uh with the upper echelon and the hours are crazy and it it asks it asks a lot of you as a human being to to be one of these writers and so once i got on with that team 
I, I learned a tough lesson about how just how hard their jobs were. Two, two I say, okay, do you like NXT? Okay, same writers. Do you like uh, the fashion files on uh, on SmackDown Live? Yeah, same writers. Who doesn't like, like the fashion uh, files? You know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> so so yeah. all these all these things that you love about it, if you're man enough to admit that you like some stuff about it, uh, the same writers write that as the writers that you're bitching about for so-and-so not getting over. Oh, you should push so-and-so. He's so, he's so good. Yeah. Well, that's the writers writing in that way. You know what I mean? Like, like, like CM Punk was very involved in the writing of his stuff, but he had writers write his stuff for him and then he was great at delivering them. So he became hugely, you know, successful at it. But, the writers are writing everything, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And so that's just the way it is now, man. It's a television show. And I try to tell people that when they start putting their match together, I say it's very important to think about these eight or nine cameras that we have on the floor out here uh, because they're your best friends because there may be, you know, 11,000 sitting in the arena, but there's 3 million to 2.5 million at home watching by way of television Mm -hmm. and you're right in their living room. So be smart with the cameras. It's definitely a television show. And I don't know of any television shows that don't have writers, not even reality shows. Yeah. You know, you're talking about the, uh, it being a television show and all the people at home and, but it's also still alive. It's still it's also still oh, a live event. And that's, that's yeah, that's the beauty of it. And but like, there's a fine line there. I think we gotta to, uh, we gotta walk in being mindful of the that it's a live event, and you know, be mindful of the live crowd, and also that Play it's a TV show and, and the, the cameras. cameras and whatnot. For, for sure, for sure, uh, especially when it's not sold out and the place is only half full and you've got your back turned to the, to the, to either them or the TV audience. Yeah. Then you got a way out like, okay, who am I, who am I going to look at here? And uh, so, so definitely look, that's the beauty of it. That's a double-edged sword though, is it's a live event going on while the viewers at home are watching this television show. And so if you think about the production that we do every Monday and Tuesday and, and about every other Sunday now with the pay-per-view schedule, it's incredible what we do. Yeah. It's incredible. And I know kids, you've been, a, you've been there a lot lately and you, you've been a part of it in the past. So, you know, but if you haven't been there and experienced that, like the doors are about to open and we're still doing some kind of lighting uh, rehearsal or something, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey Circus all being televised and shot in front of a live audience. You know, it's crazy. You know what the, one of the things that's, stands out to me the most and speaks to how much things have grown when I look at how the gorilla position has grown I mean you oh, can yeah. almost live in that thing now there should be some beds and some <laughs> you know a, a stove and refrigerator up in there man yeah yeah it, 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 man it has it's, and like everybody's got a everybody's got a, a, a place to sit in there with the with the headsets on and so that's that's the nucleus, though, right there, man. It's you know, like, the television truck is important out yeah. there. It's super important. It's like the bridge the of the Star. Is, it's like the bridge of the Star Trek Enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. You can you can uh, you can beam people up and the whole deal. Uh, wow. And then George Takai comes in with a. Never mind. <laughs> um, but but yeah, it's it's awesome, and you can control that whole show from right there, man. And I try to. I watch you do it. Uh, other producers yeah the other producers to kind of take charge of that too and man you can talk to the referee you can talk to the tv truck you can talk to the cameraman yeah so you 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 got it all right there at your fingertips man you just kind of got to be 
ballsy enough, I guess, is the right word to kind of chime in and control it all, you know? Oh, yeah. So do you have any your eye on any talent from NXT or Raw that once there is kind of a, like a changeover or you have the opportunity to bring them over? Um, so, look, of course, I would love to have Oscar. Uh, I think she is, uh, she, she's a huge star down at NXT, and she could be an even huger star uh, at the next level. So I'd love to, I'd love to have her. Uh, I love Bobby Roode as a human being. Uh, known him for, for years in TNA and now, now here, too. Uh, you know, it's weird to say, but AJ Styles is just getting better and better. So I'm really, really glad to have gotten him and, and kept him. Uh, trying to think down there i like those those authors of pain yeah they're big young they're big young group of guys that are really uh willing to learn and and willing to perform and and they're just getting better and better their instincts are good and their timing is, is pretty good for a couple of big dudes uh yeah it seems like everybody down there is, is doing really well you know i was really glad to get ty dillinger uh he's a great guy and i've known him for a while uh so yeah, just just trying to figure out how to utilize everybody the best is is the hard part. You know what I mean? Well, with I'd love to have I'd love to have everybody I just named, but then when you get them all, you got to have something for them to do and you got to have time for them to do it in. So it's a, it's a delicate balance every week. Well, with AJ, Joe, Bobby Roode, Eric Young and all these TNA guys now in WWE is there anyone in TNA from when you work there or there now that you would like to see in the WWE? Uh, everybody, when I first got there, uh, we had a conversation, and everybody who, whose name I mentioned <laughs> ha- is working here or had the opportunity to work here, and uh, and and it either here are here or are not here. And I'll just go ahead and lay it all out. They're all here except for James Storm, and he had the opportunity, he had the opportunity. to be here. Yeah. Yeah, he, he did, and he and he made a business decision, and good for him. He's got to do what's right for him. Uh, but but and he he was like I, I gave him four names uh, and a question mark, and he was my question mark because I didn't know if I didn't know if they had if that would fit his cowboy gimmick kind of beer swilling deal would fit up here, but I knew everybody else would fit really well, and uh, and thank God. They're here now, you know. It just takes time. You know what puzzles me is uh, about one guy down there that that um, I wonder why he never made the, the jump when he had the chance was Abyss. Was I was Chris. just thinking that. You know, you know. Yeah. I love you, man. Yeah, Are you yeah, mad at me? Are you mad at me? <laughs> Remember how you'd hey, always say of, that. A, a lot of people are loyal to a fault. You know what I yeah. mean? And, and I don't know if it's, you know, maybe it's not a fault. Maybe it's not a fault personally. Uh, but professionally, I think he was loyal to a fault. And so I think he he chose to be loyal to, to a friend. And, and God knows I've done that before, too. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and he just he just he just didn't make the jump. And now it's I'm afraid that, you know, that ship has sailed. Yeah. It, it, it's I mean. I think there's always room for, for somebody with his talent, but I think that, you know, initially when he had the chance, I think he was scared. He was still young in, in his career, and I think he was just scared to make the make the change. He was comfortable where he was. Yeah, yeah, and he was probably making decent money, money he had never made before. Yeah, but they and matched. So, they, the, the thing is, Brian, is they matched his down because he was just making a straight guarantee in TNA, and, and they matched that yeah. just on their bottom, like on their on their downside. Like he would have yeah, made their way more money. Matched his guarantee, yeah. and the truth of it is, if he would have, uh, 
man, he would have made twice that, uh, yep. if not more than that with merchandise. So, so that it's just, but it's like you said, it's just being scared and, and being complacent and comfortable where you are and uh, maybe having to step out of that small pond into the big, big river. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you might get gobbled up or you might become a huge superstar. And I think he would have, he's a good dude and he did have talent. He still does. Still he's got does. talent. Uh, and he, yeah, he could dang sure made a mint. That's for sure. He has range too. He can play like that. Joseph Park character is, is like pretty good too. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, he's yeah. Old, yeah. So. And if you didn't know that that was abyss, you wouldn't know that that was abyss. You think, would, yeah. You would, you wouldn't ever think that. I think yeah, Jay he, Lethal would be what, the other what one. What it is, is, is his commitment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he commits to, to playing another role and he committed to being abyss. And so he's not afraid to commit uh, outside of his comfort zone, you know, and that speaks to the range you talked about. Yeah, I think Jay Lethal would be the only other person that I could think of from TNA when you were there that I think should definitely have an opportunity in the WWE. But Yeah, and by, by the time uh, that opportunity came around, he is already locked up. Uh, with, with Ring of Honor, and so they're they're very good about people staying away from people who were who were on paper. You know what I mean? That's a no no. So uh, you mean on paper, so, lock, you know, locked up and on paper? Was he thrown in jail and on probation? <laughs> <laughs> No, that that is how you and I would think, right? Right. But no, I just meant contracted. Uh, (laughs) On paper. Brian, what'd you think? Hey, what'd you think when you read that I was a a crystal meth trafficker out of of Los Angeles International (laughs) Airport? (laughs) Well, it just so it just so happened that when I got the news, I was with Hunter. Yeah. Uh, And so, so we talked about it and it, i guess he had heard the amount of money you had and so yeah. it was like uh, on you and it was like what's he that you know surely they're not uh saying that he's a trafficker we've got 700 bucks on it yeah. like and then of course he started telling me how much he had in his pocket at the time and i started laughing at him but uh <laughs> but but like I, I look kid i gotta be honest i didn't know what you had i right. didn't know what you were doing yeah and i just thought well i i i like i like you so i'm hoping for the best you know what i mean yeah. I, you're one of my best friends in this industry uh and so i was praying for you and hoping for the best but i believed you when you said it's not that it's, yeah. i did you know because you were very forthcoming and you always have been uh with hey this is i'll never forget we got pulled over with rich Bender in the car <laughs> yeah. and, and you said here's here's my weed you know yeah. what I mean? it's mine we've been smoking it and you gave it up and you were always very forthcoming with what you did you you stood up for yourself all the time and so i believed you when you said uh what it was and then i was just wondering if the long arm of the law was going to finagle that somehow and get you know and put you in, in jail yeah. so i was worried about you i was scared but i, just, I was scared i watched the too. thing on tmz the other day when you did that sit down interview yeah uh with those two cats and that uh, was funny uh but it also does feel good it's like hey i told you guys what i was doing and yeah. you didn't believe me because of, but, but it's because of the past it's yep. because of the track record you know what i mean that's where it goes back to talking about being trustworthy uh but when you live like like I lived, I'll say for myself, when you live like that, people ain't real quick to believe you when you say when you say some oh I'm sorry. Yeah, screw screw sorry. Uh prove it to me. Right. You know? Yeah, I I definitely uh it's it, it it was hard for me to blame anyone for not believing my story or at least waiting to see. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that look that's I, I didn't know what to think, but I know I know you. 
Yeah. <laughs> so I loved you and I wanted the best for you and and you weren't you weren't lying. No, I wasn't, man. I I don't like I th- this is the thing, man. I I don't uh I don't even rec- I barely recognize that human being anymore, Brian. Yeah. You know? It's weird, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel That's like a, a drug good, addict. A I don't feel like a drug addict anymore. I don't walk around every day feeling like a drug addict. I just I don't relate. I don't, yeah, man. Yeah, and I, I still, to this day, a cop gets behind me, and I still go, oh, God. Yes. And, and I'm thinking, I hadn't I hadn't been on paper or, or anything in, in six years, you know what I mean? And I don't yeah. I definitely don't have anything in my car with me. And so, but it's just how I lived for so long, man, that it's just that it just pops up like, oh, God, what's he going to find in my car? <laughs> hey, um you know, Brian, that uh, we could sit and talk for forever, uh, and yeah. I'm not going to do that to you. But uh, before I, before I let you go, and I'm sure there's some, some things that I I'm forgetting here, but uh, I want to let Jimbo, you guys, uh, well, you got any last questions you want? Because I, Brian, I'm so grateful for the time you spent with us. Thank you. Yeah, man. yeah, no, and and I'll just say before they get to their last stuff, dude, I love you, and I always will. I always have since we first met. Yeah, and. Uh, and I'll do this for you anytime. It's 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 not like I'm doing anything, but catching up with a great friend of mine. And yeah. So th- thank you for letting me do that with you. Thank you. Now, I love what you was too, man. B- B- Billy <laughs> Billy Bob and TK Trinidad. <laughs> it was it was something. The name was something else, but I lost that name. Um, Y'all got anything for me? Well. I heard your interview with JBL on The Legends, and you spoke about your mother and how important she was to you. Do you think your mother ever expected to have a family full of wrestlers? No, I know for a fact she didn't. She was from the other side of the tracks that married some trailer trash by the name of Bob Armstrong and had four (laughs) little uh, trailer park gangsters uh, that, that... turned out mean and nasty as hell and she was the rock that raised them all and uh and so man she's she is my ideal uh role model for my for my life and that's why when i talked about getting back to the man that or the person that my mama raised it's very important to me that i remain that person because Man, she has the faith of a child, and now she is in the early stages of, of dementia and uh-huh. kind of Alzheimer's. And and but she's the happiest woman in the world. Uh, she amen. wakes up every morning singing like gospel songs, and she just she she believes uh, she has the faith of a child. And if you know what I'm talking about, then that's all. That's, I don't need to go into yeah. detail. She she just she's just a positive, good person. And uh, and I want her to be proud of me. And I think I'm at a place right now where she is. And so I could die a happy dude. That's, that's for sure. Great, She's the most man. important person in my life by far. And how's the bullet? He's doing good. He's doing good. I talked to him at length last night. You know, he watches the show every week, and he'll usually call me or, or – or, you know, the, either it's Wednesday or in the weekend when I'm home and say, Hey man, I loved your show. And, you know, he, he booked and he wrote a show uh, and, and with Ron Fuller and, right. and he booked with Ole Anderson and Georgia championship for a while. And so, so he gets it and we can kind of talk on that level. And so it's really cool to have that, 
with my dad. You know what I mean? Like it's a whole progression of seeing him and then me coming up in the business. And now we can talk about it at the next level, which is like the creative and the, and the booking of the show and stuff. So it's, he's doing great. And it's his, his, uh, you know, he's 76 years old. He still does indie shows, Yeah. Uh, but, but he called me last night or I called him last night and he was out of breath and said, dad, what are you doing? And he said, I doing my cardio. And I said, what are you doing? And he said, I turn on the rhythm and blues, uh, channel you know it's just music on the on the tv channel and he dances in the living room That's and so awesome. he said I, I just danced for an hour and wow. i'm sweating my butt off and uh and he said but man i got a great workout and i thought man that's dancing to the oldies man he's just in the living room cutting a rug uh but but breaking a sweat you know You're, so he's doing great man thank I, you guys for asking i never it. i so i never knew my father uh really like i met him here and there but um uh so I never really had a relationship like that. But, man, when I look at the relationship that you have with your father, man, and, and I'll, it's not like an envy thing. It's it's just I admire it so much, man. It just, it, well, it's just really also, touching. When I look at other people's relationships with their father, I'm – and I don't mean to point out yours, and I don't, I don't. I'm sorry if it sounds that way, but, no, but like I see, you know, but Brian Christopher and Lawler, yes. and, and they're they're people who are in the industry together. It seems to almost put a strain on their relationship sometimes, and uh, and man, mine couldn't be further from that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like we literally let wrestling bring us together, and uh, shoot, that sounds like a, a pitch. I should pitch that for a movie or something. It's just you know, it's it's just amazing to have been around it, to to experience your relationship with your dad, just like soak in some yeah. of that residual love that's uh, overflowing, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I appreciate so, it because I'm proud of it. You yeah, know what I mean, so, is there anything else, Jimbo? Uh, I would really just like to end on that happy note. Yeah, I have other too. questions, but no. I mean, Sounds like, perfect. let's just end on that. Yeah. That was just so great. And that, what about TK Trinidad? She had some good questions. I, she lit, she really set me in with that. Take two was a was a winner, <laughs> and I appreciate the intro. Take one, we were we got off to a rough start. Uh, maybe they can maybe they can air that just to let everybody know. <laughs> Why not? Um, I did, but I mean, this how you ended it was perfect. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you're going to okay. be coming on again, right. so I have a lot of questions for you. Well, good deal. Well, good deal. Well, we'll do. You know what? Write those down, and we will do this again, man. Because I actually had a really good time doing it. Did it you? Was very therapeutic for you. I, I did. Thank very, you. Because look, I'm like I told you, kid. I'm sitting here, dog sitting at my own house with my kids and my and my wife gone, and so. Uh, Today has been a day of working on myself. And like I said, I went to to uh, to a meeting earlier, worked on my recovery, and then this conversation we've had has been very therapeutic and, and made me feel good about my lot in life and the decisions I've been making lately. So thank you guys for letting me do that with you. Thank you so thank much, you, Brian. Love you very much, my friend. Yep, I love you I'll too, see you on the, Nice to meet you guys. I think I'll see you on thank the 26th. You. You're going to be in, in L.A.? Yeah, SmackDown's yeah, yeah, in I Bakerfield. Sure Good. It'll be good. It'll be good to hug your neck, dude. Yeah, man. All right, man. I love you, Brian. Hey, yep. Thank you guys very much. And let's do this again. Thank you. All right, man. Bye-bye. That was awesome. Let's uh, take a break and wrap it out. Yeah, or we can just go ahead and wrap just this wrap thing up, up right now. Yeah. All right. Hey, so I'm going to be – hey, do you know where yeah. I'm going to be this so weekend? So this Friday, Saturday, June 10th, you'll be at Summer Showdown 2 in FEW in Florida. At Coral Springs, right? Yes. Yeah. Any other info on how to get tickets? Um, Let me – 
Not right now. Hold Website? On. Anything? Uh, I'll find it. We'll get there. Okay. But, what uh, else? That's that that's what you got going on. We got Get High Watch Wrestling June twenty first. Uh, the actual at that's we're, that's that's uh, change. We'll we'll get we'll, we'll talk get about that. that later. We'll talk about that next later. week. All yeah. right. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't tell you about that. <laughs> so everything subject to change. <laughs> Car subject to change. Yeah. So all right. Well, I guess that we I guess we can wrap things up. And uh, I'm just that was amazing. Yeah. I say that all the time, you know. Every time we're finished with the interview, I'm, I always talk about how much I enjoyed it. But, you know, obviously when it's somebody like that, you know, uh, anytime I can get goosebumps talking to one of my friends and having everyone listen, it's a good day. Yeah, yeah it was a great interview. Yeah. So much. And there's so much more we could still talk about. Oh, my about. gosh. Yeah. I just, really- I just didn't think, I just, you know, we can talk about the other stuff at another time. He'll, Brian will, it sounds like he actually really did enjoy it. <laughs> so, How all right, you, you guys. How could you not enjoy it? Huh? How could you not enjoy it? No, I'm just, you know, yeah, being sarcastic. All right, everyone, thank you for tuning in. And uh, where can they find you? Oh, yeah. Bye. Yeah, go ahead and do the, all the social media stuff. <laughs> okay, I could, do, I could do that. You can find me on Twitter at Jimbo in the Booth. Okay, you can, ooh. There's so many papers here. Find TK on Twitter at TK Trinidad. Yes, and then After Buzz. Sean on Twitter at The Real Xbox. And then After Buzz TV. At After Buzz TV across all social medias. And the shirts. And the shirts hey. at uh, Pro Wrestling Tees slash Sean Waltman. And can you leave a review? Is it yeah. like iTunes review and all that stuff? Review on iTunes. Rate five stars if you're nasty. And there's are there <laughs> are there reviews on other uh, like like yep. you can listen you to us on comments. SoundCloud or mm-hmm. anything like that, yes. right? SoundCloud. Yeah, leave your comments on YouTube. Um, definitely, you know, have the live chats always popping, so definitely do that. But yeah, comments anywhere is amazing. We love to hear from you guys, and yeah. And Hashtag re- XPOC12360. And aren't, don't the reviews, like when somebody leaves a, yes. a positive review, it really helps the show a it lot. It does. Mm-hmm. It'll so help cool. our ag- algorithms and get us higher up in the ratings yeah. for sure. So, so five definitely better. do that. Yeah. That was just five, nice. but. And we'll read them on the air. All right. We'll see you all next week right here on After Buzz TV. Ciao. Xbox One, two, three, sixty. Two. From executive producers Maria Mononos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Sean Waltman, producers Jimbo Frank and TK Trinidad, managing producer of After Buzz TV Wrestling Mark Donica, and the entire Xbox One, two, three, sixty staff. We would like to thank you for tuning in. Like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube. Follow XPOC on Twitter at TheRealXPOC and email us at XPOC12360show at gmail.com. This has been a presentation of the AfterBuzz TV Network. Buzz you later!